yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranelagh, cold butt of a gun put into the back of your skull. That's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm not here to hurt you. A brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Leia Healthcare. Looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry. Welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, it's one of our top 10 tips episodes. You've been asking for it, you've requested it, so, well, here it is. On this one, it's 10 really simple tips to improve your wellness. Wellness has become the coin phrase over the last year and a half to two years. The pandemic has put us under so much pressure from every aspect of our health, from physical to emotional to mental, and trying to be well and improve our wellness well, has never been more important than ever before. But as always, it's quite a confusing area. It's a, it's a tough area in terms of, well, what is wellness? So for this episode, there's 10 really simple tips, and we're going to talk you through them to improve your wellness in all aspects. So get your pen and paper out, and don't forget to write the ones down that you need to. Tip number one is to identify what wellness means to you. The reality is wellness is different things to different people. But the idea of wellness and improving it is generally that sense of well-being and trying to improve that. For some people, it's improving your food. It's eating healthier. For some people, it's your sleep. For some, it's social interaction, having more fun. I don't know about you, but one of the toughest elements of lockdown was not seeing people. And now that the world has opened back up, one of my own aspects of wellness I've been trying to improve is to get out more, to catch up with friends and family and to get out of Dublin a little bit, to get around the country and just experience life a little bit. So that is an aspect of wellness too. For some, it can be weight, gain or loss, for losing inches, gaining inches. The whole point here is that whatever it is, it's cool. It's individual and whatever your approach to wellness is and what you need to do to improve it, that's the really important thing. Never let anyone give out to you, take away from that. Just whatever it is, whatever it is for you is really, really, really important. The key thing is identifying that. So spend some time, get a pen, paper, a four pad, just jotting it down. I, when I do this, I put music on the background. I like the distraction of it. I just, I brain dump and right away. And pen and paper is one of the most simple tools to identifying exactly what you're trying to achieve. By looking at it and mapping it out and planning it, that's the, the, the way to make that change happen. But you have to identify it first. The simple way with which to do that, a brain dump to start with. What aspects of wellness are in your mind that you want to improve? Get them down on paper. Then leave it for an hour or two and come back to it. Different color pen and highlight what's important to you, what jumps off the page. And chances are it'll jump off the page quite quickly. And it may not be the thing that you think of straight away, but it's a really simple way to make that identity. What am I trying to improve? What does wellness mean to me? Once you've done that, okay, then take it forward to step number two or tip number two is once you identified something, then make a smart goal. And so many people forget to do this. They make it fluffy. The concept of it is great, but actually you've got to make some specific, measurable, agreed, realistic, and timed 
aspects to your goal and to track it. First of all, it has to be specific. Don't just try to get well. It has to be, you spend some time identifying it, make it specific to what you want to do and no fluffiness, that is important. Make it measured. You gotta measure some aspect of it. So for example, people come to me as a PT and we'll measure lots of stuff about their health, uh, their waistline, their weight, uh, inches, uh, butt muscle, fat, whatever. And that measurement is really, really important because by tracking something consistently, and consistently is a really important word there. So I, from a weight loss perspective, my clients will track their weight once a week, same time, same day. That's that the, the consistent measurement that gives me feedback in terms of how they're doing. The agreed one, very important, you just agree it with those around you. So sometimes when you're trying to get well, doing it on your own can be really difficult. If you don't communicate it to a friend, a colleague, a partner, um, or whatever it may be, it becomes harder. So discuss it with those around you. Let them know. Because if you don't let them know, well, they don't know what you're trying to do, and they can't support you. And sometimes it can be a fight, like it can feel quite lonely to make that leap or to make that jump. So chat to those around you. Realistic. How realistic is it? So, for example, if you want to improve your sleep and sleep for eight hours a night, and you currently sleep for two hours a night, is that a really realistic goal to begin with? Possibly not. Or if it's a weight loss perspective, we want to lose five stone. Well, start with one stone, lose that first, then to the next stone, and so on and so forth. That realistic component is really important. We normally see that in January with the with the, with, uh, with COVID, we've seen lots more of that actually in terms of people trying to kickstart their health, kick kickstart their wellness. So that, that January thing is almost monthly over the course of the last six to eight months. We've seen lots and lots and lots of that. But the key thing is, it has to be able to work for you. It has to fit into your lifestyle. So map out your diary, look at how much time you can do, you can give to this and allocate that in and make sure the two match. Uh, that's really, really important. And finally, it's, well, timed. You gotta time it. So make it weekly to start with. So the whole thing about that is stepping stones. For, so for example, if I'm gonna run a marathon, Okay, that's a 16 week time frame for a training plan. You take it week by week by week, run by run by run. That's it. It's that simple. The small little stepping stones, that 1% approach. You remember that we tried all things atomic habits with James Clear. That whole idea of that 1% better each week adds up to something greater over the course of time. And that is really, really, really important. So there's a lot of work in those two tips to begin with. But well, that's a really important foundation to kick it all off. From there, well, we can look at different aspects of it. And for the next couple of tips, I want to look at the different aspects of wellness that I talk about with people, whether it's companies, whether it's on the podcast, whether it's with clients, and to split it. So we're going to have a look at that, the food, first of all. That is important when it comes to your wellness. Then we're going to have a look at movement, we'll look at sleep, and we'll look at stress and stress management. From a food perspective, well, they go hand in hand with wellness. We're not talking about a diet. We're not talking about trying to lose weight. It's trying to feel well and trying to feel your best. So food is absolutely crucial when it comes to that. The food that you put in is directly related to how you're going to feel. It's really, really important. Ideally, we're looking to get people to cook from scratch that little bit more. If you're wondering how to do that, don't forget, we've had lots of chefs on the show over the course of the last, uh, of the last couple of years. They're all in the exercise library. Have a listen to some of them. But cooking that little bit more from scratch is so much better for your wellness. You're cooking with ingredients that are in front of you. You're prepping, you're planning, you're making it. They're naturally healthier foods. 
less preservatives, less additives, and it's really simple. If you're looking for some really good books, there's loads of good books out there. Nevin McGuire has lots of them. Uh, the Daily Dish have two really good books out. I'm cooking from one of them at the minute. It's really, really impressive. Just get a, really, a, a simple book with recipes that you understand. I'm not the best cook in the world. So simple books work really well for me. But just by cooking itself, you're naturally healthier because you're prepping the foods and they're just healthier foods. You're looking for foods that are naturally lower in sugars. I'm not kind of, you know, there are some sugars that are obviously very natural, but it's added sugars that we're looking for. So really processed food. They're higher in salt, they're higher in added sugars, preservatives, additives, and then have lots more ingredients on the label. So let's make it really simple. You want to be well, improve your wellness. You're reducing the amount of ingredients on a food label. If you don't believe me, look at your food shop this weekend. Look at the products that you're putting in there. Foods that have less ingredients are naturally healthier. They have shorter shelf lives, generally. They will, uh, you have to cook or prep them, chances are, and they're naturally better foods. And if you look at the sugar on the label and the added sugar, you'll see that. That lives, if you haven't heard the, the, this, uh, this tip before, it's very simple. It's four grams of sugar. It's the equivalent of a teaspoon. And that lives on the back of a label. You'll have calories, which is the first thing. You'll have protein, you'll have carbohydrates. And under carbohydrates, you'll have of which sugars. And that's the important thing to look out for. Foods that are natural with fewer ingredients on the label, you'll be able to just, you'll see that on the label, there will be less added sugars there. So nothing too scary. But other aspects of food and wellness go hand in hand too. Uh, screen time when we eat is really important. So how many people listening in today, thankfully there's loads of you listening, which is brilliant. Uh, how many of you eat with your phone or your iPad or your computer screen or your TV screen? When you do that, you're distracted. So chances are you're not really tasting the food that you eat. And I have asked you what you had two days ago for lunch or for dinner. If you had a screen, chances are you won't even remember because we distract ourselves. So when it comes to wellness, uh, screen-free mealtimes is important as is the, the rate or the speed at which we eat. So people eat faster than probably ever before, but actually we're not tasting our food, we're not chewing our food. And from a wellness perspective, the more work that we do in our mouth, the more we chew, that kind of magical 30 seconds there or thereabouts, the less work we have to do in terms of digestion, the less pressure that is on our digestive system. So our whole system will function better and work better because of the fact that we're chewing our food more. Really simple way to do that is put your knife and fork down in between each mouthful. Easy. 30 seconds, just chew. That in itself is really difficult to stop and just focus on something. And we talked to Dermot Whelan, you know, twice on the show about mindfulness. It's, very, it's a mindful experience, but it's actually very difficult to do. So knife and fork down, chew your food for 30 seconds. The more work you do here, the less your tummy has to do, the less digestive related issues you're going to have. And from a wellness perspective, in terms of food, it does make a big, big difference. So speed at which you eat, then chew your food more. Okay, so tip number four is about movement. So there's lots of different types of movement. And again, this goes hand in hand with, with food. In terms of wellness, we know when we move, we feel good. Okay, that, you've heard the term endorphins. There's loads of other hormones that are produced when you move. It's good for, well, your wellness and every aspect of your health. Mental, emotional, physical, stress response, just in terms of how you feel. There's different aspects of movement to try and add into your day. What I will say is this, from a wellness perspective, uh, try and get outside as much as you possibly can. So there's loads of different terms. There's blue spacing is one in terms of cold and water and the effect of water on our bodies, both on a visual perspective, but also when you get into water. And we've, we've, you know, we know that the sea swimming has become so popular and lake swimming and just wild water swimming. It sounds very sexy when you say it like that, wild water swimming. 
but it's become so popular because of the fact that it feels so good when we do it. But also forest bathing, so it's immersing yourself in nature. So looking at green things, trees, shrubs, flowers, again, really good in terms of hormone response. They're two really nice forms of exercise and movement. So it doesn't always have to be about a gym or being inside. Get outside, immerse yourself in what is around us. And that's really important too. From a movement perspective, there's a there's cardiovascular. So anything that gets your heart rate going. Brilliant, simple, uh, empowering and powerful. Again, lots of endorphin release. The key thing is at the, the rate at which we move, the speed at which we move. So 10,000 steps a day won't necessarily deliver huge health benefits if you're strolling along, listening to the podcast, counting your steps, and it's all very gentle and easy and, you know, relaxed. Not great from a, from a physical health perspective. So we need to move that little bit faster. And in terms of the, the response you get from it, by moving that a little bit faster, pushing the body a little bit harder, you get a much better response. Second type, resistance. Again, from a wellness perspective, we want to try and make you well for, for, for life. And it's as we get older and at the ripe old age of 39, I'm heading for my vaccine very, very soon, thankfully, uh, the body begins to weaken. So resistance exercise becomes more important. So that's basically lifting something that's a weight. We're all weights ourselves. Everyone listening into the show today is a weight. Lifting yourself in any way, shape or form is a resistance exercise. So squats, lunges, press-ups, planks, tricep dips, stuff like that. Uh, or even on a basic level, lifting the shopping. So many people lift the shopping or, you know, lifting things that are slightly heavy, make you slightly uncomfortable, really beneficial for your wellness because they keep you healthier as you get older. And as you get older, it's use it or lose it when it comes to keeping that muscle mass on the body and we need it. So lift things, park further away from the shopping center, lift your bags into the car, lift your bags from the shop over. Just using some form of weight is really, really important. And obviously you can go to a gym or a PT, and I'm a PT, that's what I do. You can come to us and we'll happily help you do that. But you don't have to. It can be free. It can be simple. Those outdoor weight machines that are popping up all over the country in parks, again, use them. Because if you want to be well as you get older, lower the risk of osteoporosis, lower the risk of arthritis, age-related disorders, lowering the risk of, of, of a higher waistline, having more lean tissue, less body fat on the body, it's simple. Got to lift something. And the, the, the final tip around from that perspective is standing. Stand as much as you possibly can. Now I'm sitting as I'm presenting this episode. I've been standing for over half the day so far. So I sit and stand, uh, probably uh, two-thirds standing, a, thir a third sitting. When you stand, our bodies have to work to keep ourselves upright. Otherwise, we'd fall over and we collapse. So everything from your feet, your knees, your back, your hips, your core, everything has to work to keep you upright. That's why standing is so beneficial. Your body is working harder to keep you upright. And that makes a big, big difference to just your overall health. And the final version of movement for wellness is flexibility. We get stiffer as we get older. You'll know that if you're aging, so you will see that. So important thing there is some flexibility works some stretching in some way, shape or form, be it yoga or Pilates or something like that. Just stretch a little bit. And that is really, really important. We have one more tip to the halfway number five, which is sleep. Everything starts with sleep. It all begins there. One of our first ever episodes uh, was an amazing uh, sleep episode, and it's still there in the library. You can go back. You can go back and listen to it. Very simple. It's tech-free bedroom. It's a dark space. It's having a sleep routine, just like babies. When babies have sleep routines to get them into their, to sleep, adults are exactly the same. And it's finding your rhythm and not ruining ruining it all at the weekend by having a big massive lie in by th two or three hours and throwing your sleep rhythm. Never good. 
So dark space, a tech-free space. Take your screens out of your bedroom. Bedrooms should be tech-free completely. And having that sleep routine when you're going to bed. That is really, really important. As ever, you listen to The Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Lay Healthcare. We're looking at top 10 tips to improve your wellness. Let's just run through and review the first five. The first is identify what wellness means to you. Really important. Most people don't. They'll rush straight into it. Then make some smart goals. So pen, paper, map it out and plan it out. Then the three aspects. So one is the food component and slowing the food down, making meals an enjoyable, restful, peaceful time. The second is movement. So moving in some way, shape or form. That's slightly harder aerobic exercise, some kind of resistance exercise. And then obviously some kind of passive flexibility work too. Remember, as you get older, it's use it or lose it. And it's very difficult to explain that to someone who's under 30. As you get towards your mid to late 30s, you begin to understand why age becomes such a such an important thing, trying to be well. And if you don't look after yourselves in your 30s, into your 40s, it becomes far more difficult. So mind yourselves. And don't worry, you're never too old to start getting well. That's absolutely crucial to say. Final one is sleep. So remember tech-free bedroom, dark space, and have the sleep routine to get into. All right, number six is all about stress and stress management. So stress, I think it's fair to say we've never been more stressed uh, in our lives than we have in the last kind of year and a half. We've been in a global pandemic. We're working from home. We're probably working harder than ever before because we are working from home. We're always on. And a lot of the corporate work that we do and the companies that we work with, we implement stress management programs for them. And here's some of the things that we've learned. One is applying structure to your day, having a start point and an end point when it comes to work. That's really, sounds really simple. Chances are a lot of people don't. They just work all the time. I uh, self-confessed workaholic over here. I love to work. My phone's always on. I'm glued to it. Uh, so part of the stress response or stress improvement from my own wellness perspective is to reduce the quantity of time that I spend on my phone, reduce the quantity of time when I re- respond to emails or having a cutoff. So having those structures is really, really important. If you are still working from home, like so many of us are, myself included, it's having that work and home uh, structure. So this is work for the moment. I'm building a studio at the back at the moment. That'll become work in about two weeks' time. Where This door here, which you can't quite see, there's a door just here. Uh, that is home. This is work. That is home. And I try and keep them very separate, if at all possible. When I finish my day, I close my diary. I close my to-do lists. and I walk out into home life. And having that comp- a structure between the two is important. For certain people, and sometimes I do it myself, having a virtual commute has become really important too. So 15, 20 minutes at the start of my day, I walk around my estate, I walk around my area, and I come into work. And then at the end of my day, I go for my virtual commute from work in 20 minutes and come back in the front door. So it's trying to have that structure and apply that structure. And that can make a big difference. From a stress perspective, two other key things. One is discussion and chatting it out. Don't, don't hold it, talk it. Uh, and any counselor or therapist that we've had on the show over the course of the last couple of years will always say that that talking is so important. So don't hold it in. The final one for me is a brain dump. So I have a brain dump diary. I'll show it to you over here. It is, if you're watching on Instagram TV or on YouTube, there's my brain dump diary. If you are listening in, it is a very funky diary. I'm, I'm sadly excited by things like that. Uh, at the end of every day, I will brain dump of all the things I have to do the next day. I'll organize it, I'll put lists together and I have my to-do list at the end of the day. So when I come in tomorrow, I know what I have to do. And then I get the even stranger satisfaction of putting a line through it. <laughs> and that just makes me feel good. And it's, it's a really simple way to manage my stress because well, I've taken what's in my head, I've taken those thoughts, I've put them down on paper, I've organized it and I've closed it off and say, right, 
now it's into family time or training or whatever it may be and I'll come back to it the next day. Tip number seven is a funny one and it's it's the social aspect of wellness. I think we've missed that. Uh, I think trying to get well or to get healthy, we look at the other aspects of that. So we look at the sleep, the food, the movement. That social bit's crucial. And we've been starved of that, where it's all been it's all been virtual uh, over the last while. Where I think you have to map that into your diary. You have to about you know committing to meet someone, to to talk to someone in person, to see someone, to get that uh, that that sense of just social connection that we've all been missing. And from your own wellness perspective, look at that brain dump that you did at the very very start, identifying what wellness means to you. If it's being happier, if it's being healthier. There's a huge social element and, and social side to, to wellness. So ensure that you're getting it and ensure that you know, you're activating the social side to all the work that you're doing. Tip number eight, it's a funny one. I brought it up once or twice before on the show with, with people. It's that ability of saying yes and saying no. So wellness for me is knowing when to do something and when not to do something. Part of my own recharge is having the ability to go for a run on my own or a cycle on my own or sit at the back on my own, whatever. So having that ability to accept things, say yes to doing certain things, and no to doing certain things, and knowing that sometimes you need some time to yourself and it's okay to say no to things. I think saying no has become more uh, empowered over the course of the last couple of years, and it is a really beneficial wellness tool because you know how much you can take on, you know when you're over that, and then that get, brings around anxiety and stress and everything that goes with that. So being able to say no to something is really, really important. Tip number nine, it's don't overreach, don't do too much. So hopefully listening into this, you're going to think, okay, well, I can do it. I can improve my wellness. I can improve my health. Brilliant. But that's not to say you're trying to implement every single tip that we're talking about in one go. Uh, From an exercise perspective, it's not overtraining or doing too much that people tend to do all the time. It's knowing that where that balance exists. If you look at all the health trackers that are out there, they all have some stress score or some uh, training score or adaptability score. And that's what they're measuring. They're measuring the, the ability to adapt and react to things. Wellness is the exact same as health. It's the exact same as exercise. You can do too much trying to achieve something and that can lead to burnout and that can lead to anxiety and that can lead to a sense of I haven't achieved something, I haven't done something. So just my point there is just work, find out what works for you. Find out what works for your schedule, your lifestyle, your diary, and just build it up bit by bit by bit. And for some people, that's taking one of these tips and using it in the first week. And when that's embedded, then go to the second tip, the second week, and build it up slowly and build it up gradually. And just find that balance point so you're not doing too much, nor are you doing too little. You're doing a little bit of everything. My final tip, and it's probably the most important of all, it's planning it all out. So things don't happen by accident. You don't become a marathon runner or an ultra marathon runner or, you know, fantastically happy about life by accident. It takes a little bit of work and it takes a little bit of planning. Uh, the key thing here is for your wellness, take out a diary, take out a schedule, map it out and plan it out. When are you going to do certain things? When are you going to make that social connection? When are you going to get your exercise on? When are you going to improve your food? What things are you going to do to make that happen? Those small little uh, things, mapping them into your diary, it's the biggest lesson I've learned from working with people over the course of the last 20 years, which is the fact that those who plan succeed, those who leave it to haphazard, and that goes for myself included, when I'm really structured, my training's really good, my food's really good. When things in life come to throw you, which they, they do every now and again, and things become slightly more haphazard, 
it's far more difficult to be well. It's far more difficult to be healthy, to make the right decisions. If you've nothing at home in the fridge and you're driving home after a really busy day, it's difficult not to ring the takeaway. It's difficult not to have the chocolate bar in the garage or whatever, or the drive-thru, because it's an easy option. So planning is absolutely crucial. So plan your wellness. And that is really, really, really important. Folks, we know people love these top 10 tips episodes. They're very simple tips. They're driven and they come from experience of working with clients and my on a personal experience over time. They work. As ever with these episodes, all I ever say is try them. Take one, take two, take all 10 if you want, but you know, find out what works for you. Implement them for 7, 14, 21 days. Give it 30 days. That's the, 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 the technical habit forming time frame. And just see what happens because we all want to be well and we all want to improve our wellness. And these tips will give you some structure and some guidance with regards to how you can do that. As ever, if you liked what you heard, and hopefully you did, don't forget to rate and review if you're on iTunes or just send that on to a friend. They might like to listen to it too. You know where you are at Carl Henry PT on Twitter and on Instagram or realhealth at independent.ie. And as always, we are back next week with more real health. Have a wonderful week, have a well week, and try some of those tips and let us know how you get on. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you soon. It's longer fall. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.